Welcome to Montucky Skies. I'm Biggs. I'm Brandon. I'm Germ. So, uh, Germ, is that what we're going with? <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to like my nickname. All but. right. Well, we got Germ sitting here. I don't know you super well, but I've talked to you at the bar a lot and at B&B Market for a while. Right. Yeah, I was there for a minute. Yeah, I was too, twice. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I'm a big fan, man. You know, uh, I listen to a lot of your guys' stuff, so uh, I think uh, Dub actually turned me on to you guys, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Dub. So. Yeah. The We Had a Good Life podcast, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's some he's some good people. Used to be my roommate, actually. Ah. Once upon a time. And bandmate. And bandmate. Uh, yeah, because yeah. you were in um that one band. Oh. Uh, tonight we ride. Tonight we ride. Yes. <laughs> said a lot of others because I'm old. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're going to start right out. I've already been assured that you know your shit because we, <laughs> the we many, were just talking. The many like, talks we've had. Yeah. And we were just talking about like the most like, like that, that Star Trek conversation we had two weeks ago between me and Brandon. Like you just fucking dwarf that with your Star Wars stuff. <laughs> I actually talked about Star Trek the other day with some friends. Um, God, my biggest problem with Star Trek, and I, I love Star Trek. The old Star Trek, I got, I got actually, I got into Star Trek because of the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Okay. But I have such a love-hate relationship with that dude because when he came out with the second Star Trek, um, he had stated that the wargs are not going to be in it, or not the wargs, uh, Klingons. Klingons. Oh my god, I'm so And they bad. were, but they, uh, like they had to cut. And he thing. said, he said Khan wasn't going to be in it. And oh, and like, the straight one. up Khan was in it. I mean, that got me into, like, I watched, uh, Deep Space Nine. I watched Voyager. I got really into Star Trek because of that, but it's so like, ah, how yeah. could you lie to me? Well, it's really funny because we had a history of that on this show, too. Like, uh, so he basically reiterated that the villain was not Khan. It and, was, and he said whatever name. That yeah, the, the, the was. fake alias, right? But I kept maintaining it's Khan. And then, like, our buddy Zach, he used to do the podcast with us. He was like, no, Khan is not it. And he was, like, so convincing in his argument <laughs> that, like, he laid it to rest for me. So I went to the movie. And then, like, when Con- when it turns out that it's Khan, I was like, come on. Like, <laughs> I, my instincts were all right. And so from then on, I just, like, whatever my instinct is, I usually stick with it now. Especially when it comes to Abrams. I just don't believe anything that he says. Oh, man. But, I mean, he does do a good space flick. I will give yeah. him that. Yeah. I well, mean, and Star Trek was fun. Like uh, I didn't like remake. the third one. I did not like oh, the third. See, one. I liked the third one, but it was like the closest to to classic Trek. I felt like, which is probably why I, liked I feel it. like it was new. Like it was like they're going to do a new voyage because like the last two movies they did was them remaking like original stuff, like with Khan, with like how because um, Spock went in back in time. He changed everything. Like, they just kind of changed everything. And this was, like, the first solid story where it was, like, it's not something that's based on the, you know, original lore. It was its own thing, kind of. Yeah. So, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, the Kind of what I got from, like, the Abrams one was, like, he took Star Trek and he made it an action movie. Yeah. He made it fun. Star Wars. That was the yeah, thing I was I was telling yeah. my friend is that he <laughs> he made Star Trek from a, like a very logical this and that and this and that words you can't understand and 
now it's like, hey, we're going to go shoot this guy. You know, it's really epic. You know, it's so awesome. I don't know. And the, the fight scene with Khan and Spock was, uh, I don't know. I thought that was really solid. I was yeah. really into it. Yeah, I, I was okay with all three of the movies. Yeah, um, definitely. But it was definitely like a derivation from what Trek was. So yeah, that like, was the kind of weird p- part of it, was that it wasn't like just straight science over just, you know, action-y, you know? Yeah, like the, it used to be that they would... Um, it was kind of like classic science fiction, where yeah. like you're saying something about society with every episode and and they didn't really do that they were just like here's the crew and here's the adventure and here we go (laughs) which i was fine with but what i like star trek beyond was they started to oh is that the new one yeah that was i have not watched the new oh i thought you said you didn't like that one so you meant in the darkness you didn't no no no. Uh, oh i meant um I was talking about Beyond, but uh, I know they're coming with a new TV show. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Star just, Trek Discovery. Uh, that's kind of what I was thinking for a second. I forgot oh, the new okay. one was called Beyond. Yeah, uh, Star Trek Discovery has not come out yet. Ah, <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah, they're going to do it for like CBS streaming, I think. That'll be cool. That'll do, be cool. So. I'm excited. Yeah, but we have some news to tackle here. So we'll get started on that. And then we're going to do, we're just going to go all over the place, <laughs> I think. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, so Game of Thrones. So basically, the the uh, president of HBO confirmed that George R. R. Martin is going to be involved in whatever they do for a prequel to Game oh. of Thrones afterwards. But he said basically what they're going to do is if if they have a script that's good enough out of the four, that they're going to turn that Five. into a show. Uh, so that was sketchy because the initial reports was four, and then it was five. And then he said five in the interview, and then he said four. So I don't know what the fuck to say about that. <laughs> I just went with four. But yeah, it could be four or it could be five. <laughs> so it's good that you challenged me on that because even the president can't seem to make up his mind about that. Well, at least we got like a definitive, we don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he basically said that, of course, their first priority is this season of Game of Thrones, followed by next season of Game of Thrones. Like, that's their first priority. They're just doing this in the background. But the showrunners of Game of Thrones right now are going to have nothing to do with it because they don't, if they have even a hint of having anything to do with it, they're worried it's going to turn off the fans that, like, they're not giving their all for it. So they just, they're having nothing to do with whatever a prequel is. That's solid. That's solid. I, I, I respect that a lot. It's it's a respectable thing, but yes, it's a little no. worrisome too. Yeah. No, no, they're runner. solid. They're solid. They already they already laid the back prequel. They have you know Ned Stark. They have the prequel for that. With we don't know what it is. So that's four. I know, but ideas. I mean, they did that. They showed a little bit about the Mad King with you know uh, Bran's visions. You know, they they have a lot to do, even with like the lore with like you know uh, Aegon fighting with dragons. I mean, they have so much to pick apart from that i think that they could do two three four five seasons of just lore you know i mean they could even do like the prequel to like uh like how the night king became the night king and actually show what's going on with that i mean so interesting about that and we'll revisit that in a second but brandon you were saying something no no okay (laughs) (laughs) no i what would be interesting is if they took what would be interesting if they took like some storylines and make like a mini series out of them? 
Kind of like they did with like Generation Kill or a couple of different HBO miniseries where it's like a five or six hour thing. So that's something else he said. He said what they what they ultimately want to do is is create another series like Game of Thrones. But if they can't like if, if the material that they pick isn't suitable for an entire series, like if it's something that should be a, a limited run, that's what they're going to do then. So, yeah. So you <laughs> might you might get your wish right there, but it's pretty open-ended. But he did like... <laughs> He's put, like, well, we're going to do something. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but what they said definitively... It's like, let's uh, cash in more on this money train. <laughs> yeah. But what he said definitively that they're not going to do is use any of the cast from Game of Thrones. Any of the cast. Like, he was very specific on that. Um because it's a prequel and because there's a lot of history, he made it sound like it's not going to run right up to the beginning of Game of Thrones. By That's oh, what it I shouldn't. Heard. It shouldn't. Yeah, it, it's gonna like it's probably going to be like another age or something. It should explain. I like, I really hope they have dragons. I really hope that that be, that is a really big part of you know because it's a big part of the story and what's going on in this world where magic and dragons are coming back. It's like well what happened to them you know i yeah. mean they they have so much to explain i mean but they could just leave it a mystery that's also the fun of game of thrones is that it it's up to your imagination you know to choose aside from like the lore and what they have you know have but, you read the books at all no but i've picked apart stuff from like wikipedia and from what like friends have told me like yeah but, yeah i got the books and i'm waiting until the show's over to, to right that's how i feel about because it because i also feel like george R. R. martin is probably not gonna like do books like he's not gonna finish them within my lifetime, so I'm just like <laughs> I know. I'm not in a rush to pick them up. Is kind of where I'm sitting at. That means they'll never get done because <laughs> you're gonna outlive George R. R. Martin, right. <laughs> and I don't even live a great lifestyle. But I've seen George R. R. Martin, dude's old. <laughs> I know it's really hard to even read back though. even back in the Fargo days. Yeah, yeah, he's in the movie Fargo. What? Yeah, yeah, he shoot. We, we did, so we do this. Uh, we do this other podcast called Bigs on Film, where we do commentaries for movies. <laughs> and uh, I found out through my digging that uh, he is shooting pool in the scene in Fargo in the movie Fargo. That's so. Great. He's just shooting like because he lives in Minneapolis, and they were shooting a scene in a bar there, and he was just there. So yeah, he hadn't written any books that I know of at that point, but yeah. Mm. That's so, so interesting. That, that was that Fargo reference, but so that's what we got for we basically nothing's confirmed for the for the prequels for Game of Thrones, but uh nothing's really ruled out either, it seems, except for that the cast is gonna be there or the showrunners involved. So um also the other news that they put out, which people have been making a big deal of and I really don't care about, they've been saying that it's very possible that we're not gonna get a um like the eighth season until 2019. That's what I've heard. Yeah, they said it could be 2018, but it very it's well probably might be. I'm willing to wait. I'm yeah. willing. I'm willing. It's the last season. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why I'm people are I'm willing to wait rush. if they get it right. And I mean, they're yeah. almost. They're, they're, no, they are past the books now, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They passed the books two seasons ago. No. Like well, halfway this through. This season was. I thought like halfway through two seasons ago, they like surpassed the books I and they occasionally revisit it, but they've mostly been doing stuff outside of the books. Like the last thing we saw that, oh wait, no, it was, it was last season. It, You're right. Like basically like, You're right, the, it was last season. whatever the last season was, 
Yeah, because John Snow when basically when Jon Snow died was where they left off the last book. Damn. So there was so much speculation on it and Spoiler. so much smart speculation. Spoiler. Right. I guess, dude, if you're not like why are you listening to this show if you if you're not watching Game of Thrones and you intend to at this point? We talk about Everyone it every knew episode. it was gonna happen too. Everyone yeah. knew yeah. it. Yeah, and everybody knew also because the last book came out whenever it came out, like a long time ago. And so there was tons of speculation on that already. So like, Man, I, they I was, had nothing but time to figure out what was going to happen so with Jon Snow. Just throwing speculation out for the next season. What what do you think's going to happen? I think Jon Snow and uh, and um, Khaleesi Khaleesi are going to basically fight. And uh, are they going to fight? Exactly or what up? I hope. Happens. Or not not fight each other, but fight together to to take the Iron Throne. I, I don't think, I think it'll be that easy, man. I think I think there's. You're gonna, probably right. No one game is going to be. There's going to be easy about like Tyrion's going to be there, obviously, yeah. and I know that's going to be a trigger for John way hardcore because you know his family basically ruined. You know, I mean, all this stuff that happened with Rickon and you know. That happened because of the, you know, Tyrion's family. And yeah, I think that he will definitely still hold some hatred in his heart. But I also think, um, like, honestly, you're right. But at the same time, if Tyrion can, like, get in with, with like, like, he was of the family that overthrew, uh, What's uh, Khaleesi, uh, Khaleesi's clan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he, his brother straight up killed her father. And if she can get over that, then I mean, Jon Snow can get over it. Like, because oh. Tyrion's not the one who had the blade. Like, yeah. and if he's, fighting I know what people are very a, vengeful on that show. That's true. Uh, you know, but I don't really get that from Jon Snow, right? I mean, it's it's the whole prophecy well, of fire and ice. Everybody says that. I don't know what it is. But. Tyrion's all Team Khaleesi now. So, I mean... Yeah. So, I mean, that hatchet's buried. So, it's hard to hard to say what's really going to go on. Mm-hmm. I think, ultimately, Jon Snow and Khaleesi kind of hook up. So, just... I, to totally hook up, actually. I think that would be actually up. fucked up, because wouldn't they be, like, brother and sister... Because yeah, that's, never that's what they let off though rain, with the last yeah. episode. So was, uh, we've only seen that twice in this show. Oh right? my <laughs> because, god! Because like not okay. Here's <laughs> here's here's my counterpoint to that. Like you saying that doesn't make me like think twice about it because a like the Lannisters cool already show. hooked up with <laughs> right? each other, right? But uh, B, even more to the point, she was hooking like Khaleesi was hooking up with her brother in the first season, <laughs> so. not on her like own will though like that's true <laughs> but i feel like there's been a standard set <laughs> no I would incest actually... is not off the table <laughs> but we don't know for a fact that he's one of them we yeah. don't i don't know they they hinted you know, it off more there, likely man. one yeah. of them's gonna die right somehow one of them's gonna Khaleesi die. Or think... snow yeah I don't think so. You really I think, think so. both of them will make it to the I end think of the all series? of them are going to yeah. die. I think that everyone's going to be caught up in their wars and all of the politics that they totally look past the fact that the whole show is about fucking ice zombies and <laughs> that there are fucking ice zombies that are going to. Actually, they can 
break the walls now because brand got touched by that dude right and i mean wasn't that the only thing that kind of magic holding back them from the wall so i think that the big thing they're going to do this next two seasons is going to be the eyes zombies you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love, I love calling them eye zombies <laughs> <laughs> or the Jalagas because I'm a Skyrim nerd. I call them White Walkers. Now, uh, there was a, there was something I really wanted to bring up was, uh, I have this theory that they're, uh, the gods are real. Certain of the gods, the certain few gods are real. Like we know the light Lord, or the Lord of fire, or whatever is real. It does seem like that because they were able to bring people yes, back from the dead. But, it's totally not at the person's will. Like these priests, like the dude that, uh, the hound killed when he cut him in half, basically, you know, he, uh, he, I think the way it works is these gods have apostles. And I think Jon Snow is one of them. I think the hound is one of them. I think, uh, Arya is one of them, and I think there's just like a select few that are chosen by these certain gods. Maybe even Theon, too, because I mean, Theon, Theon yeah. <laughs> and I know that sounds like a, such a far stretch. The god of the severed phallus. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest hint to this theory is that when Jon Snow watches Rickon die, I mean, he completely just rushes the army right by himself. In that split second, the people run right into the horses, right? And, they, I mean, he's in the middle of total... He should have been killed. Like, there's arrows that are shooting at him that are, you know... They, they're they not hitting him. He's not dying. Even when he gets suffocated with all the bodies, you know. And he still comes up on top. And he specifically said... He literally comes up on top of Yeah, he literally <laughs> comes up on top of those bodies. And, you know, he told the that one lady that he was like, I don't want you to bring me back straight up. If I die, I die. And she's like, that's not up to me. And I think that these gods choose disciples like the how did I think that that's like when uh the dude from that one show was like the... uh he was, he was, because the hound was like, I don't want to fight anymore. Oh, Ian McShane? Yeah, <laughs> Ian McShane. I forgot his name. I, I don't know his name. <laughs> Ian McShane. <laughs> no, but uh, when he was telling him, he's like, you know, man, we don't choose what the gods choose for us. We just do. They're bidding, yeah. basically. Yeah. And that was one of the cult people, you know. And uh, no, it'll be interesting. I'm super excited. Does anybody know when that's when that's starting? I know that there's all sorts of July ads for 16th. it, but uh, I'm, oh, ready. I'm ready soon. Not quite there yet. About six I'm weeks ready. left. I'm ready. Well, what's not coming to theaters? <laughs> so, uh, have, do you know anything about Tales from the Crypt? Oh, I remember kind of watching it when I was a kid. Okay. No. So the M Night Shyamalan was. Oh gonna, yeah, I heard about that. He was going to bring it back, right? Well, he was going to bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tales for, from the Crypt said it's out with TNT due to oh. rights issues. They couldn't get the rights to certain things. They didn't specify. So then right around that time, Ridley Scott came in and like basically produced or proposed a block of science fiction shows that he would direct some of. At least some of the episodes of some of these, so it's mm. it's out, and it sounds like the horror block that they were planning on TNT. Mm. That sounds is totally beautiful. out too. So 
I Ridley Scott just like getting people like off of jobs left and right because <laughs> he did that with like Alien Covenant too, or not Alien Covenant, but with like Prometheus. They were gonna do a um, like I think Blomkamp, if that's how you say his name. Yeah, like, no, he was gonna do. He was gonna basically do the sequel to Aliens, which was so rad, and it was cool too because Sigourney Weaver was talk was like she was like I'm in. I'm yeah. Sold. They were gonna. I'm they sold. were gonna take Alien Three, Michael and Resurrection Bean was out of in canon. And they were gonna do like redo. Did Alien you see the artwork basically. they did for it? Uh, no, oh, I might have, but I forgot. It's so awesome, dude. They have uh, Hicks, old Hicks. He's all because you know the acid hits his face. Aliens is my favorite film. If people don't know, people who know me know that is my favorite movie. Okay, so that was such a big thing for me that when I found that out, I was like, oh my god, my dreams are coming true. And I mean. I loved Alien Covenant. I thought it was super rad, but I would have chose I would have chose that Alien over. Yeah. Well, it's not. We're gonna get like twenty five Ridley Scott sequels. He's gonna ride this till he dies. Uh, that actually kind of breaks my heart a little. Yeah. Just a little. So Ridley Scott in the business of getting everybody like off of <laughs> like out of his way, and he's just like spreading seeds everywhere. Is what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Ridley Scott. What did you guys? What, what was your take on Alien Covenant? I'm, oh, I'm curious because you were talking about it the, the other day. So, so my friend uh, Stephen Bates, uh, he uh, basically uh, he basically had mentioned something about Blade Runner being a canon in Alien, and yeah, that like it's like in that. the same universe. So, and I did not know that that was a thing. So when I saw Alien Covenant. I had a very different view of it than I think I normally would have. Because it just being an alien film and a Prometheus film, I thought it was, it was cool. You know, it's kind of eh. But the whole Blade Runner aspect thrown into it totally changed my opinion of it. And I thought it was very solid because David, I have this theory now that David actually somehow becomes the head director of Wayland Utani. At some point, because he's obviously yeah, left now. I've ha- I've had that theory. He's too. obviously left now. I guess like spoilers if you haven't seen Alien Covenant, because we might have to oh, dive yeah. into the end of that to talk about it. But it's fine. So spoilers, you've been warned. No, right, you've been warned. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, I think that you know him testing making the xenomorphs perfect. I thought that was really rad. I thought the neomorph was cool because that's kind of a a hit at H.R. Geiger's old artwork and. You know, he's dead now, so that was kind of a cool little niche at some old stuff like that. And I thought that the way that Michael Fassbender played this character that's almost kind of crazy, but in a poetic, beautiful way, he's a fucking asshole. But, you know, I thought it was just so rad, especially when you watch him choose his own name. And he's like, what is your name? And he's like, he just looks at the sculpture of David and he's like, David. And One thing I really liked about that movie, too, was that David, um, they talked about how the model of, of David androids, so you basically see Michael Fassbender playing another android later. I can't remember his name. Off uh, his name head. was Walter. Yeah, Walter, No, I know what you're getting it. at. You're getting at that uh, 
that basically there were two types of androids. Yeah, because they took out the creativity of the David model because it disturbed humans. And like you see that in spades with David, dude. And you see that in <laughs> Alien and that, that whole niche where they actually explain that actually explains a big part of why Ash was so bonkers and yeah. you know i mean yeah no what what you just said is why i think you're absolutely correct that like somehow david's gonna get the reins on waylon yutani because all right so here's here's what i'm thinking like i think ridley scott is trying to connect it up to alien right like yeah. that that's his professed goal and i think he's gonna try and do it in two more movies he said i know the next one's coming out next year someone was telling me that. i don't know if that's true but it could be. He's been fucking. I know that up. that like that he doesn't want it to be a long way. And uh, you know, I think that that's totally right. You know, uh, I I watched an HBO first exclusive look mm. at Alien Covenant because I obviously pay for HBO Go, and if you don't, I you do probably too, yeah. should. You know, it's <laughs> worth it. And uh, no, it it just laid out a bunch of extra stuff that they didn't show in the movie, and you know. I I loved it, you know. I I really want to know what he does to the doctor, though, because I was talking to my friend about it, and uh, we were talking about how he needed an embryo to, you know, uh, uh, something to make these eggs, right? He needed something, some kind of way. So I think he's using her in a way to maybe create the eggs maybe he created a queen out of her or something yeah you know, queen's gotta come in at some point yeah and that was that was one thing i was upset that they didn't show was the queen because the queen is obviously there the, the eggs yeah, are there it, it felt like a placeholder to me it just felt like they were sort of put they inched the story along but they didn't push it along see but i think what what he's doing is he wants you to take the story to where you want to believe it's at like because like he they they left the ship there right walter's and way more advanced than what you know david is he can self-heal he's obviously not dead oh, I, I don't believe i don't believe walter's dead and i think because you know an alien it starts off where they find the ship right mm-hmm. i think that maybe walter gets in the ship figures it out just like david did and he leaves not knowing really what's on there until the end, maybe. But Walter's also devout, and that's why, he like, he's devout to to protecting humans, whereas David is. You not. know, like my, David my wants favorite, to create. My favorite line from that movie was, "No one will ever love you like I love you." Yeah. Right when he stabs him in the neck, because he totally calls him out, and he's <laughs> like, "You, you love this chick, right? Just like I loved Shaw." And he's like, "I'm a robot. I I don't feel feelings." And he's like, "Nah, I." I know that look when I see it. And no, I just thought it, it had a total. I mean, it's totally because my buddy was like Blade Runner's canon. And I just ha- had that idea where yeah, it's like, I, I've heard, I feel things. I've heard <laughs> you know? that there was like a link in, uh, in Alien Covenant. I didn't catch it, but to Blade Runner. And I, I believe the, the it because one? the new Blade Runner is coming out real soon. I, I think it's coming out this summer. So it's going to be cool. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. But what I was going to say, uh, touching back on what we we're talking about earlier. Uh, so when I was saying like it, they're trying to connect it up to alien and I think that David will wind up running Waylon yeah. Utani because I thought it occurred to me too. And the reason I think that is because Ash knew like it's not just that he's like flipping out like in a way kind of like David did, but it's also that. He was getting his orders from mother, 
like the computer, right? And the computer is obviously, I mean, it's got to be run by somebody at Wayland Utani. And so if that's the case, I wouldn't be surprised if that was David like running this shit. See, and when I when I watched that HBO special, that was a big thing that they were talking about was that mother is a really big part of the story and that I mean, mother really wasn't a big part of the movie, so no. I think I think that they're going to have like Maybe like a James Cameron special edition, you know, extended cut. Where I think they're gonna explain it in the next movie. I hope. I, so. I think that's what Ridley Scott is doing. Is he's just like cut, like he answers a couple of questions and then he opens up more stuff for the next one. I think he's just trying to get people to like keep teasing going. It out. Yeah, teasing uh, it out uh, until he gets definitely. to Alien. <laughs> definitely. I'm still interested. Uh, I don't think it works as a horror movie anymore. Nah, and there's a lot of the tropes that are yeah and there's a lot of the tropes that are a little bit tired that they do but i i do think that it does have value like the movie is like entertaining if if you can get behind the concepts that they're talking about and the stuff that we're talking about like i am genuinely interested in seeing how ridley scott finishes pan out that story but uh dude you killed tales in the crypt oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you know what's back? What's that? So, a great chunk of my formative years was spent watching the movie Strange Brew. Oh, yeah? Are they doing something now? So Do you know Bob and Doug McKenzie? Rick Moranis <laughs> and Doug McKenzie are getting back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Rick Moranis <laughs> and Doug McKenzie? Not even Dave Thomas? Not Dave Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> So Dave Thomas, Rick Moranis are getting together for a one night only special this summer as Bob and Doug McKenzie. Really? So is this like a theater event or something? Um, the, I mean, this is a big event. Um, it's going. So Dave Thomas's nephew uh, was in an accident, and had spinal cord damage, and is paralyzed. So they're raising money for it. Okay. Um, but. They're doing a one night on one night only show with Bob and Doug McKenzie. Mm. I like the idea of it, but I'm concerned that they're very, very old at this point. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna list some of the people that are performing at this show. Uh, the show is called Take Off A. Okay, <laughs> right direction already. The all-star benefit for Jake Thomas, which is Dave Thomas's nephew, and Spinal Cord Injury Ontario will feature Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis. Other guests include Dan Aykroyd. Uh, uh-oh. Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> okay. Eugene Levy. <laughs> yes. So it's basically an SCTV reunion. <laughs> basically it is. Uh, Martin Short. Uh, Joe Flatterty and uh, three of the four kids in the hall. <laughs> if they're going to do this, they need to also get some sponsorships. I think will help this a lot. And I think that like depends would be a great like <laughs> sponsor for this event. Cause that's a lot of older folks that are doing this show. And I'm pretty sure at least one of them is going to be wearing like at least a little brief underneath their pants while they're delivering com- comedic lines. So, so from Kids in the Hall, it's Dave Foley, Scott Thompson, and Kevin McDonald. Nice. <laughs> I is Kevin McDonald the only one still 
still doing a career at this point. <laughs> Dave <laughs> Foley, the last time I saw him was a couple of episodes of Always Sunny. Uh, wait, who is he? Because he was the uh, principal at the high school. They showed up. <laughs> That's back. right. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, man. <laughs> is it cool if I bring a samurai sword in, man? No, well, we need a gun. We obviously need a gun. A gun's faster than a sword. No, we're going to prove this right now in this school. Hey, kid, come here. <laughs> like, oh, my God. The whole show. <laughs> I would like to bring something up. Have you, have you guys uh, seen uh, the newest season? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my favorite episode was A Cricket's Tale. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so rough to watch. Oh, it was it's so really good, rough. though. It's yeah. so good. And I knew something was... Uh, spoilers. I knew something was weird when you heard the jingle. <laughs> and that shake came up. I was like, what the fuck is that about? And then they're, like, sleeping in a cardboard box. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? It makes you so sad for him. Because, like, <laughs> he's so on the edge of, like, redeeming himself. Being a good person, he just I know, and he right like back. he totally had it, dude. He had it. He was like, "Well, I'm from the streets. I'm just gonna stab you." <laughs> like, uh, you make a very valid point, sir. Um, I choose you. <laughs> you know. And I loved uh, how they did that episode too, because you had two episodes before that. Yeah, where he comes on very short scenes, and then you find out everything that led into that. Hey man, you guys scenes. care if I smoke PCP in here? No, nah, man, you do you, cricket. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was my favorite because, and it's like you know he smoked the PCP. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Yeah, that show's great, man. I have you watched the Mick at all? I. I haven't and i remember you guys were talking about it in a it's, podcast and yeah. i was so interested in it it's pretty good like it is like another version of it's always sunny but with in d. a way <laughs> yeah but like no think of d more as like maybe like the, the good bad side of d <laughs> no <laughs> i mean because she's not really like d but she's definitely despicable she's closer to like just the general vileness of all of them. <laughs> just the like, idea kind of distilled but then also like just enough to like keep kids alive like just <laughs> responsible enough like i guess dennis at the end of the season Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the you know, and I, he has his own show, and I'm actually excited about Are it. They, did that actually get green light? I didn't read anything. About I, it. I heard that he was going to leave. It's always sunny for that show. Or something. Well, he was leaving it to do a to produce a pilot with Patton Oswalt, but oh. I hadn't heard that it actually got picked up yet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just speculation, but uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah, I would like it to. Um, I do like Dennis on the show, but at the same time, I feel like the show can survive without him. <laughs> this show could like, definitely survive. Another good comedy. Uh, but it would, in a way, it would kill it because he's who else is going to be a creepy perv on that show? Because, <laughs> so sociopath. <laughs> I mean, you got Frank, but Frank's. Just, Frank's you need two. <laughs> Frank's. It doesn't quite fit in, like. Fit that well. Frank works Dennis. with Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think between because like you because Mac and Dennis not, play off each other. And uh, what's her face plays D's not leaving the show. I feel like between the four of them, it'll be enough to keep the show going. Because they basically got what the five of them. 
Yeah, I mean, all you all you really lose, and this isn't to discount him or anything, but all you really lose in terms of like the characters is like <laughs> just somebody who's like nailing people left and right. That's really it. And like you could almost get that with Dennis with other men, you. right? <laughs> with Mac with other or men. Mac with other men now since Mac's like. Come I out hope of the closet. what they do is they make like Cricket somehow redeem himself, and he's just like. Just takes his place, like and they don't like no, say anything no, I about don't it. Want that. So, I, I like cricket as a supporting player. I don't think I can handle the cricket no, show. No, <laughs> you know what's really interesting? I was reading something about the uh, the first pilot that they produced for like eighty five dollars. Oh, have you seen it? And I've watched part of it. it was, oh, it's so it was funny. interesting. They actually had the. Uh, um, the transgender Carmen yeah, that was, was that in was, the, yeah. the pilot that ah. they filmed. So and Charlie's like stealing beer from the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really interesting because Mac has sort of been gay since the beginning, <laughs> day one, and they've played it out through the entire season or yeah, series. Or, yeah, like twelve seasons before they finally put. It. it was really funny because I was uh, that episode where he came out. I was watching my wife, and she kind of floats in and out. And when they brought the bicycle, <laughs> killing the dildo pushing out of the, the, the ass pounding, and I was telling, she was like, "She's like, so what's Max deal?" And I was like, "Well, <laughs> he seems like he's getting now. He's gay, like he's totally gay, but he just doesn't admit it because by that point, it's been going on so long. You're just like, there's no way he's not gay. And so I was so happy that episode when I actually said that that like he just came out. I love the part where they uh, set that up for a long time. I love the part where uh, he um, he's about to get hit by the piano. <laughs> Charlie's like, "Hey, fuck it, <laughs> move!" And oh, and everybody tra- looks at yeah, because the whole Mac. the whole episode hinges on like whether it's a hate crime or not. <laughs> yeah, and all, yeah, it's. I think that was the name of the episode. It's like the gang does a hate crime or something. Yeah, something <laughs> along those lines. Uh, that well, show is so funny. I want to move on to movies a little bit because we got a couple to talk about. So before we get to Wonder Woman, which I know we're all biting at the bit to talk about, uh, Stan Lee. So did you hear? Stan Lee? Still alive? Stan Lee? Yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> Jesus, probably using Depends. Uh, anyway, uh, shouts out to Stanley. <laughs> so the word came out that he did four cameos, right? Like he did Thor Ragnarok, he did Guardians of the Galaxy two, he did uh, Doctor Strange, and he did whatever I'm missing there. Um, oh, well, I mean, I know they already finished doing the Infinity War, but no, it's, they're still no, they're still, still working. Filming. They're they almost still finished. I thought because I, I remember watching I the thing saw, about it, and I was they like, finished ah. this month. They take July off, and then the actors do, not the crews. And then they start filming <laughs> whatever is follow the big follow up to Infinity War. They start filming that in uh, August, but it's still untitled to the public so, because it would spoil something in Infinity War, is what they said. But anyway, um, anyway, they filmed four Stanley cameos. They had three cameos that James Gunn uh, filmed with him. That didn't make the cut because he wanted to make sure that they got something that worked for everything. So they filmed seven all together for four movies. So this is what they they cut, and you'll never see on the screen. But one is Stan laughs hard and yells, I'm laughing for no reason. I'm totally crazy. Not great. Not great. (laughs) Not great. This one's better. 
He reads a book and leans into the next guy. Do you know what Excelsior means? <laughs> That's a little That's, better. It's a little bit. I'm happy with that. Okay, this one's fucking great. Laughs hard at a Garfield book and says he hates Mondays, but he loves lasagna. <laughs> that was the choice. That was actually a Guardians of the Galaxy uh, two, but they had to cut it be- because uh, of pacing. It just the pacing didn't work <laughs> for the scene. But they had it up until the very final cut of the movie, and James Gunn like sadly had to cut that. But uh, <laughs> so maybe we'll sad. see a deleted scene. <laughs> hates Monday but loves lasagna. That's I went away. I was doing like a half decent Stanley until then, right? <laughs> nah. Anyway, it's solid. It's Excelsior. <laughs> no, Excelsior. Excelsior. I can't uh, do it. I love when he when he's on um. What's that one movie where he puts life into perspective through comics? Mallrats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he tells the dude about his life and he's that- like explaining like how the Hulk and Spider Man and he's like, yeah, man, that actually makes a lot of sense, man. Thank you. <laughs> I was such a nerd that like uh. so that movie came out when we were in high school. Ninety four. Uh, no, I think it was like ninety six. No, it wasn't that late. 95, maybe. I think Clerks was 94, 95. Clerks was 92. Mallrats was like, no, I don't think so. Anyway, regardless, uh, when they had that Stan Lee cameo, I knew it was Stan Lee because I recognized his voice from cartoons. He did like a voiceover for like the Amazing Spider Man in the seventies. He did like so I would see reruns of. Wasn't he on the games? I feel like he was on the games. On the games, yeah, the Spider Man games. I mean, not not in those days though. They were too shitty to have real cameos (laughs) and that. Like they were all eight bit, like voice actor though. I I don't remember one. I feel like he was a voice actor in it. Anyway, uh, but I also saw him like written in like the the bulletins that he used to do like Stan Soapbox <laughs> and so he would just write a thing and I recognized him from like those drawings as well so that is how I recognized him in Mallrats and now it's like everybody knows who Stan Lee is because he's in every fucking movie practically oh, when I mean, goes Stan Lee <laughs> he's like almost Marvel but not <laughs> he's the most successful like actor he's the Hugh his, Hefner of Marvel. He has, he, like he is number one. Like he just overtook Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> he ha- like if you take all of the movies he's been in, that like he has the highest gross ever. So he is the highest grossing actor in history. That's so horrible. <laughs> That's, <laughs> he's the biggest troll ever. <laughs> it makes sense though, right? Like. He uh, did write most of those characters. He came up with most of them. But not like all of them. Yeah, not all of them. No. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy was not him in the least. Right? <laughs> my favorite was when he was in that movie, though. That was my favorite cameo I've seen of him when I saw the second one. Oh, that uh, was such the, a good With movie. The Watcher? Yeah. yeah <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. for a long hard. time whether they would ever get The Watcher worked in. And I thought if they did it, they would have to do it in Fox because... Fox owned the Watcher, and that was part of their deal. They made a trade with Fox. They yeah, actually like nice. worked out some with Fox. So Fox let them do the Shield Helicarrier and Deadpool because in the junkyard there's like a Shield Helicarrier that's like being dumped over that Deadpool. That's on. right. Yeah, huh? I f- forgot about. They that. got that, and then they did something with the X Men. I can't even remember now. 
Uh, it'll come to me later. But and they traded that for Ego, the Living Planet, like uh, Kurt Russell's character. They got him from Fox, and they got the Watcher from Fox. Like they wait, did a was it? Upgrade. I feel like Iron Man. No, it was the Hulk thing, wasn't it? No, something in Fox was the other thing, like something that they did, but I don't remember Gosh. what. It might have been in one of the X-Men movies, I feel oh, like. But yeah, Oh, no, no, I remember is Legion, the show Legion. Uh, uh, they, they, they worked together to get the show Legion on the air, and they let X-Men have the rights. Is that to, any like, good? X-Men I haven't show. watched that yet. It's, real good. it's a real mind fuck. Yeah, it's that's a real hearing. mind fuck. Because what's real, what's not real. That's like yeah, the and whole you, concept, really, right? you really don't know through most of it, but it's fucking trippy, and it's, it's fun and mind-bending. So I, I recommend it. I'd check it out. But like, if you like trippy things, check it out. If you, if you like a linear story, probably not, because <laughs> it gets confusing. But we need to stop burying the lead here, because uh, Wonder Woman came out this weekend, and uh, we got to talk about this. Um, what What'd you think, Brandon? You went inside. We've not had a conversation. You, you know what's really interesting? It. Like when I first when I was watching it, there was a f- couple of things that like. Uh, but the more I thought about it, because I thought about that movie a lot after I watched it, the more I really liked that movie. Okay. What was your, uh, well, what, what kind of the sexism stuff that kind of really bothered me that like they made this wonder woman movie and then they gave, um, uh, Chris Pine such a huge role in the movie when that it, it really kind of like it kind of danced on her parade a little bit. So I and, was prepared but, for that, but I didn't think that they really did that in the movie. Like he's in the background of the poster. He like his entire purpose when you really boil it down is to like. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like well. Here's what I think we should do. And then she's like, we're not doing that. I already did that. That shit's done. Like, she kind of like trumps everything. So, which was kind of, which was kind of interesting. Like, and it's one of those things like, when I first saw it, I thought differently about it than the more I thought of, like, the more I thought about it, like, no, they actually did a really good job with this movie. Like, um, because half of the movie, Chris Pine is mansplaining. <laughs> but, yeah, but he's not... Okay, so here, here's what I would say. Like, it's not... Because I thought, like, maybe he was mansplaining for a second. But you realize, like, she genuinely doesn't know some things. And, like, she's, like, an innocent character. So he's kind of getting up to, to speed. To a point, yes. To a, like, but she ignores him constantly and is almost always right yeah <laughs> and that's the thing like mansplaining and, and is- it, that that's what i thought was really genius about that movie it was like she really does know what she's fucking talking about yeah and like mansplaining is more when you're explaining something that they already know to them yeah like it's like a very insulting thing it, it's like it's when somebody said like if i was to say well, here's here's what was really genius about Wonder Woman, and then somebody talks about it, and you're like, "I'll tell you what's genius about it." And they like <laughs> tell you, like, that's more what man's playing is. But he was more like trying to like 
guide her through this world she had no idea about. And he was wrong most See, of the time. <laughs> I always loved Wonder Woman because she was the gap between extraordinary women and being like just a normal person because she wasn't from there, right? She was, yeah, she was uh, like from wherever the Amazonian island is. I don't remember what no, it's no, called. No, no, no. Like she washed up on shore, didn't she? Or something well, like that? So they've had several, um, like Wonder Woman has had several origins. And Let's this just is lay based that out off the front. new 52. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're definitely because Jeff Johns, I mean, he's yeah. like the right hand man for all of this. Right and now. we, yeah. And we've had, we've had at least three different origins for Wonder Woman that have been like explained and then reimagined. And like, so they went with the one where she's made of clay. Oh. The newest one. Yeah. So like, like they, the Amazonians, like, uh, Hepatitis or whatever her name is. Like, <laughs> did you say hepatitis? I did. I don't <laughs> that, hepatitis like a, makes, a makes her out of clay, name. and then like Zeus like brings her to life as a child, and then she grows up. But um, it's it's super good, dude. I really like this movie. Like it is like a straight up superhero origin, but I think it's done really well. Like there's a lot of fish out of water kind of humor to it that just lands. Like it really works well. I think her and Chris Pine have really good chemistry. Something else that was interesting, they had a Cherokee actor in there, which I didn't really think Not, about. What's that? He wasn't Cherokee, was he? What I understood was he was Cherokee and or no, he was Blackfoot. Blackfoot. You're right. he was, what was really interesting about it was like I never it never even like occurred to me that like that was a thing. Like I just sort of watched it and that's kind of what I liked about this movie too, was like they were very much into making woman a superhero, making her the hero and everything. And like add in all these different other actors, like a lot of movies you can tell like, Oh, they're trying to make this an all female cast. Cause they're trying to get the grosses up or whatever, or we're putting a black person totally. in cause we're trying to exploit this. Like you can just sort of see a suit like cracking his knuckles behind the scene. Like we'll mm. make money this way. But that's not what they're doing. They're legitimately like doing a good story with like different point of views and putting them together. And instead of it feeling like forced, it actually works. Oh, like man. it's like a story yeah. should be like you have different characters with different points of view and you make it work. And that's, that's what- my love for DC man is that they really shine on the golden age of superheroes. And I really hope they, they do like a, a kingdom come esque movie or something like that, where I always loved the Incredibles because even though it was a kids movie, it's a homage to the golden age of comics, which was so awesome and vibrant and ha you know what? I mean, it was a bronze <laughs> age, but okay. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean though? <laughs> yeah, I do. Alright. I mean, it was like, cause it's basically the Fantastic Four yeah. when you really boil it down. Yeah, but I mean like, and they like made the all only the good other Fantastic heroes, Four though. movie. <laughs> oh God, right. Did you watch the new one? Dude, I've seen them all. Oh, so and when I say bad. I've seen them all, not only did I see like you saw the Roger the original the Roger Corman uh, one. No. Do you know what the Roger Corman I one do, is on YouTube? Dude. Like where they're wearing rubber suits. Oh, it's and so stuff. bad, dude. The the Human Torch is literally an animated cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's so bad. It's real bad. I've seen every iteration of that family and. Mm. Uh, yeah, the Incredibles nailed it. Nobody else could. <laughs> right. I just love like when they're showing like the 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 like what the superheroes used to be their costumes. 
you know, their their superpowers and, and the origin intro. I just, I, I love that, man. That's why I love Kingdom Come so much. And that's my all-time, my, the only piece of artwork I will ever cherish is that I have a picture of the entire Justice League in a Kingdom-esque done by, like, the same artist or whatever. And they're all just sitting there. In their pose Just and heroic it's, pose. Oh, oh, it's my favorite piece of artwork, dude. I love it. Yeah. Well, I I think you'll really like Wonder Woman. Like, I know I was bummed great. I couldn't see yeah. it, but that's okay. And we're just gonna talk about it lightly now. We'll probably we'll definitely talk about it more next week because uh, I want to give it justice. But something else I'll say about it, and people, you should see this. Like it's just it's straight definitely up, see it. Yes. Yeah, it's a straight up good movie, but. Something else uh, that should be mentioned, like female director, we talked about this last week a bit, like female director made a quarter of a billion dollars already. And I know that it was like really a big female cast crew. Like it was really pushed for that. And something I was also reading about was that uh, it had not been pushed on like promotion like they were not pushing promotion or something for it and something i was bringing up last week too is cinemark had seven screenings oh. of it like it's every other superhero movie it's like 12 to 15 yeah. and this they had seven and it's like and it still did a quarter billion imagine how much it would have done if they hadn't hamstrung it because if it right. happens here it's happening in other places for Definitely. sure so like does that shit reach like half a billion if they don't hamstring it like it might you know, it's just something to think about. Like, the, I mean, it's probably if they hadn't hamstrung it, probably pushing the two hundred mark. It did. It like well, worldwide, it, it was two fifty. You mean two hundred so domestic? Probably or, three three fifty. Yeah, but it, that's just sort of a bummer because I think it had the potential to pass Batman Superman. I feel like that's already gone oh. because you have to like. And that kind of sucks. Yeah, like, and like tentpole movies, they make almost all of their money in the first two weeks, and then it tails off really fast, and you don't have as much advertising and things. Like it used to be, movies would hit the the theater in the summer, and they'd stay for like two months sometimes. Now it's like two weeks, and then like it's totally dependent on week to week after that because you just never know if they're gonna drop it or not. You mm-hmm. know, like movies get dropped pretty fast. After they debut, because everybody sees it right away, and then like everybody just forgets about it, and you move on to the next big thing. Like, how many praises were we throwing out for Bat the Batman Lego movie? (laughs) (laughs) I heard it was genius. It is. I love the voice actor who does Batman, Will Arnett. Arnett, (laughs) And uh, I haven't seen. I've kind of been saving myself so I can just watch all the Lego Batman movies. It's pretty great, but. Uh, oh, all the Lego! Oh, because they're making it yeah. Because they, they have the they have the Lego movie. They have the Batman Lego movie. I'm sure they have. They're making they're more. making I mean, the Ninjago. Ninja Lego go. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Lego Ninjago. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I, I you know what's funny? Because I was so. when I went and watched Lego Batman, they had the preview for the Lego Ninjago, and I'm like, I had known nothing about anything than the Ninjago. Me and it looked kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just because I, I really enjoy the like 
the Lego version of stuff. And it's so silly. And I mean, you can bring your kids to it and, yeah. and yeah. everyone gets a laugh out of it. Cause well, I will tell you with how big of a DC fan you are, you should really watch a Batman. Movie I know. Cause of your hesitant. podcast, you said something about, uh, they did a, uh, they, a reference to the Adam West Batman or something. They do references to and, every uh, Batman. All the Batman. Did you watch the Adam West animated movie? The recent one Not they did? Yet. No, it's I want to. so, awesome and it's so campy and oh, <laughs> my favorite part i'm gonna spoil great. one part for you that you should watch it but there's a part where um, you know what i forgot about it so you just said that i'm totally gonna go watch it because i was fucking it went straight to video and i was a straight up poor when it came out, so. <laughs> right yeah i got a little more no um, there's now. this part where uh batman's talking to gordon and you know Gordon's talking about something and he's looking away from See what Batman. Chief O'Hara did And he looks back and he's like, oh, Batman's gone. That's weird. He never does that. <laughs> and I just thought that was like the most solid thing ever <laughs> because it's like, oh, it's old school Batman. Of course yeah, he does it. I laughed at like so many jokes in the Lego oh. Batman movie that they had like referencing older Batman stuff. I mean, like he even does the bat tootsie in one part, which like as soon as they started talking about the dance, I was like, the bat tootsie to my kids, and like what? And then he says it, and I was like, yeah, see. And they had shark. They had shark repellent. I know that's what you're bringing up. Oh, that's so funny. There's so many things, dude. And then they did this this whole list of. Um, I was reading something about Wonder Woman. And it got off on a tangent about all the the DC movies, and they mentioned Lego Batman in passing. But they talked of that scene where the Joker like lists all the criminals that he has working for him, and it's like this who's who of like DC villains, and then all of a sudden it becomes like these DC villains that are super fucking obscure. Like the last fifteen of them, it's just like a lot of them I'd sort of heard of in passing, and then like they kept doing ones where I'm like, is that a thing? Is that a thing? And I was like, probably. And then he says the condiment king. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not a thing. And I'm thinking like, <laughs> is that really a thing? And I literally thought I should Google that. And then the Joker says, it's worth a Google search. <laughs> and uh, so and then so I saw the clip of that online because it must be out on video now. And I saw a clip of it online. And I was like, oh, fuck, I should look that up. So I look up the Condiment King. And the very first hit that comes up is off of DC's website. And they have a whole bio for the Condiment King. And the top of it says, yes, the Condiment King is real. (laughs) And it says every appearance. He's been in like three different books and like how all of those appearances went. He actually has a history. I was just like, Jesus. Like it's a dude who walks around with a Gatling gun that has like ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, and hot sauce. (laughs) That's epic. so fucking weird. No, uh, something I wanted to bring up was, uh, did you guys watch Ghost in the Shell? No, I didn't. Oh, man. You guys should have watched. It's so good. You know, um, I've noticed Hollywood and uh, maybe it's not Hollywood, but everyone has been on this just big a what is ai what is consciousness you know have you watched westworld yeah oh yeah uh it's the same thing you know and uh ghost in the shell was one of the, like the first few they did it in like uh, i think like the 80s or something like the animation animated. i think yeah. it was like 90s and they it? really went with an original feel but they added a little bit of extended lore to it but it was solid i mean i loved it the, the action scenes the 
the way they did uh, Major's camouflage. Um, just the, the certain things. Have you seen the original? No. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so I'm talking to myself. No, it's okay. You <laughs> should okay. see it. It's really good. It's it's true to the original, and you know, my favorite part of watching the original Ghost in the Show is that there's a part where this this person's hacking AIs, right, and he's messing them up, and they basically find one that's been hacked, and they're like, "Well, there's a, there's like a soul in this. We, it might be something more. We should investigate on that." And it turns itself on, and it's like, "I want to be sanctioned by this government because I am a sentient being." And you don't have like the right to just kill me because I'm sentient. I know I'm, I know what I am. I know more than you do. And like, it's like throwing out all these crazy obscure things. And they're like, wow, what? Is this a fucking joke? You know, like, I can't believe that you're talking to me right now. And the things like, how, how can you even call me that tell me that I'm not real when everything you've ever learned, all your knowledge and lore and whatever, it, you can't define what life is. How can you tell me that my life is not anything different from what yours is? And that was my favorite aspect of Westworld at the end of that was... Did you finish it? Westworld, yeah. yeah. Where, Brandon, have you died? Oh, man. It's so solid because it's about artificial intelligence becoming totally sentient. sentient yeah. And I just, I'm so in love with that concept right now, you know? It's real well done. And so, like, with like, I did mean, you watch uh, Ex Machina? Yes. yes. Love that movie. That movie tripped me out because, it, you know, at the end, the dude's like, am I even real? You know? I think like, what we discovered here is like, you're really into like, robots. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, I love sci-fi. I'm so into sci-fi. No, I'm into sci-fi too, man. Oh. Uh, one one other thing I did want to leave with because we should probably cut off the podcast here. We've been going like an hour strong here. Oh God! So. Yeah, it's fucking easy. <laughs> it's real easy. But uh, I I did want to say one thing. So when I walked out of Wonder Woman, like my it was one of those like usually usually everybody's happy when we walk out of a movie, but like my kids were like bouncing off the walls, and like my wife seemed like she was really happy, and so we go walking out of the movie and. They go off to the bathroom. I think Jade ran off to get her, her popcorn bucket. And, like, my daughter, like, right before she goes to the bathroom, she goes and gets a Wonder Woman poster because they're, like, passing them out as they're walking out, okay? And she's really excited. She's like, Daddy, I'm going to put that up on the wall next to Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. I'm like, all right. So we have, like, these paintings of, like, they're not really paintings, but they're made to look like canvas paintings of, like, comic book covers, you know? And they're up on her wall, so I'm like, okay, sweetheart. So I'm, like, holding her poster for her while she goes in the bathroom. And there's these two, like, teenage boys that are, like, kind of standing by the, the theater while everybody's shuffling out. And this one kid goes, man, we got to pass out all these fucking posters before <laughs> before the weekend's out because Cinemark said we had to. And we're never going to get rid of this shit. And he's like, I don't know. It'll be fine. Like the other one. And he's like, yeah, people are only going to see this one, this movie because it's a woman. Like, who even gives a shit? Like, it's. Uh, it's just I would have scolded okay. those kids so here's the thing, like, right on the yeah. spot. <laughs> and my kids, are, like, it, it just made me so mad because I was looking at my girls and they were super excited. And, like, and I'm listening to him saying this douchey thing. And then the dude next to him was like, I don't know. I saw it. It's all right. And he's like, whatever, dude. And so I walked over. I was like, hey, man, what's your favorite superhero? And the guy's like, 
Iron Man. And I was like, did you go to see Iron Man in the theater? And he's like, yeah. And I go, is that because he's a privileged douchebag too? <laughs> and then, nice. like, Jade walked out of the theater and I was like, oh, you want a poster, Jade? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And I just fucking turned around with my back to him and just talked to Jade the whole time. I'm like, Everyone should no give an applause to <laughs> Biggs right now. Nobody needs to give me an applause. It's just like talk down uh, those douchebags, man. Like my my kids were happy to see one. I was thrilled to see Wonder Woman too, and I have I don't have that stake in the movie, and it's a good movie. But I'm happy that like my girl gets to watch superheroes and be like pretend like that's oh, her the movie. And the movies too. are getting so good now again. Like how it used like when I was a kid when I would go to the movies, man. It was such like oh yes, everything's so cool. You? Oh man. I don't know. Like I have uh, no idea. Are you never, in your twenties? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Obviously in my twenties, yes. I, I was gonna guess like mid twenties, but I don't know. Almost. <laughs> it's like twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty two? Yeah. Okay. All right. So when you were a kid, what year are we talk like Okay, so what I saw when I was, a kid, I, was, a, I was a kid, I well I watched Men in Black. I watched okay. um Wild Wild West, and I mean, I don't know. They just—it was such a big thing. I loved movies. I remember when they that started. That's about as close as we got to superhero movies, yeah. other than like that would have been like Joel Schumacher Batman movies. Right? Oh, <laughs> oh god, and that was about cringy it. Batman movies. We got the Phantom, I think. Oh, 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 oh such a Phantom, Phantom, Phantom. motherfucker. Oh. That was a good. I actually really liked that movie. We had Blank Man, which I enjoyed. But <laughs> remember Shaquille O'Neal's superhero movie, Steel? Yeah. I never actually saw it. Oh, it um, it's so bad. I want to see it. And that's a DC comic, technically. Yeah, yeah. He took over for Superman when Superman died for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so here's the thing. When I was a kid, dude, we had. Okay, we had. During my childhood, two Superman movies, because like one and two had already happened. So we had like, like the worst Superman, Superman three and movies. four. Yeah, they were the oh, worst. God. And then like pretty much nothing until Tim Burton's Batman. <laughs> they did. And then we got like another Batman movie. And then we got Blade. entirely shitty movie. Well, Blade was good. <laughs> but we were, we were, weren't we out of high school by the time Blade no. came out? We were close. We, we were, were in high school in Blade. School. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably thinking of one of the sequels, but the like that was Ryan about Ryan. it, man. <laughs> like everything else was like the Shadow, Howard the Duck. <laughs> Wait, Howard well, no, Duck. was it yeah. Liam Neeson the Shadow? No, it was Alec Baldwin. Who was yeah. Liam Neeson did a superhero thing, and I can't remember who it was. Oh yeah, okay. The, uh, so it wasn't dude- it wasn't technically a superhero, but they did make it in a comic adaption off of the movie that I did have. It was Dark Man. Dark Man. Yeah. That's Sam what And we had, uh, what was the Ned Beatty joint? Dick Tracy. That was Warren Beatty, dude. Warren Beatty. <laughs> not Ned. <laughs> Ned's the one who gets anally raped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh, not The Departed, but. Where we just talked about that the other day? <laughs> we were outside the bar. And Ned Beatty's the uh. one who gets anally raped in that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's so funny about that movie is that anyone that watched Sorry. Deliverance, yes. Anyone that ever watches that movie is like, oh, man, yeah, there's that really nice scene where, you know, he's playing guitar with that kid and it's like yeah that's like yeah, total 
totally not what scene. that movie is about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a bad movie. Yeah, it's like the opening scene of the movie, and it just <laughs> devolves from there. <laughs> so, so bad. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You know what? Ned Beatty was in a superhero movie. He was in at least two of them. He's in Superman one and two because he's Lex Luthor's like sidekick, yeah. sidekick, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's not great. And Remember it, when Kevin yeah. Spacey was Lex Luthor? Kevin I enjoyed. Spacey, actually, <laughs> I enjoyed it Luther, too. Yeah. Have you guys seen House of Cards yet? Yes. Oh, uh, did you want another season? They should do another season. I don't know because I okay. Here's what happened. I watched the first season and I was totally fucking in. And I watched the first episode of the second season. And I was like. When he killed that lady, and I was like, what the fuck? And it was just... Did you finish it? No, it just felt... Oh, my God. I had a hard time you picking it back know. up after that. You need to watch. You should just power through it. Power through it. It's solid. It's solid the way it goes, the different ways. Like It's just what they do with the show, from it being just a shysty dude being like... One of these days, I want to become president, and he just fucking murders. And, and I know he uh, does, right? Yeah, he does. He, does. he does become the president. It was just the idea of like him shoving people, and and then the, the crazy part seemed a little like a bridge to the far crazy part about it. But is, we have a congressman that body slams people, so uh, that's a fucking really good point. Right? We didn't. <laughs> I heard address, that was going to be a new Far Cry DLC. <laughs> you know, we didn't address that last week, and I was kind of uh, kicking myself uh, for not addressing it, because we have to answer for Montana. And, uh, oh we can't answer for Montana. I don't think anybody in this room I, voted for him. Not, nope. Nope. <laughs> like, I voted against him before he fucking oh God. hit a press. But what was... I, I do want to say this, just to get this thought out there, if anybody's, like, listening and I bet anybody who's not from Montana that's made that connection has thought about this at least last week. So I do want to like give my take on it. I woke up uh, on election day and found out that he had, like on election day, I found out that- The day before. No, I found out on election day that he had uh, body slammed that reporter. And I just went into a total depression because I was like, he's going to get elected. Yep. Like yep. Exactly. That's that, exactly I just, what I thought. I just too. started to think of like every Republican I knew, and I was like, they're still going to vote for him. And then I started thinking about all the people who, who had already could voted lean, for him. No, not even that. Who could lean one way or the other? And uh, I was like, they're going to fucking lean towards the dude who like body slammed the reporter. Like, that's what a high opinion I have of this state. And like, that's what fucking played out because when they did. When they found the count for all the talk about, and I, look, I'm sorry, but I, I've ran into a few people that were trying to be apologists about it, and they were talking about all the calls the Secretary of State was getting to that they wanted to change their vote. But the reality is, when they looked at the percentage of people that voted early and the percentage of people that voted on Election Day, it was pretty much the same percentage that voted for him. So it's like it made virtually no difference that he body slammed a reporter. Anybody who was horrified by that and voted against him on election day, he picked up voters who were just like, fuck yeah, I'm going to vote for that guy. Now. <laughs> I mean, in Trump so, nation, you know, you know anything's I've been following. <laughs> I've been following this story since it's happened. Um, he had until June 7th. So about the time that this uh, show is going to drop on the air, um, he has until June 7th to appear in court. Uh, today, before 5 o'clock, 
which is June 6th, he actually had somebody file a motion to not appear in court for the for his charge. Yeah, he's not going to do any time. No. Like you can just put that to bed. He's not no. going to do any time. Especially when you misdemeanor assault. Well, and the sheriff who brought him in like contributed money to his campaign. I mean, he's not he's they're not they're not going to do anything to him. They're not, dude. He's the representative for Montana. They're not going to touch him. Like this is this is that situation they always talk about in movies that it's like totally unrealistic. <laughs> where like somebody's like drunk with power, but like we're not at the unrealistic stage anymore. Like people are just drunk with power and they get away with it. Like look at what Trump's doing right now. Ugh. It it doesn't yeah. matter. Like nobody's voting against him at this point. Nobody's like nobody in the Senate stepping up like we need to impeach him who's in his party like Everybody gets to go unchecked now. It's a weird, weird time. That's a fucking downing. We need one more happy thing. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll so say- I, I have this thing I've been, I've been saving, and it's a uh, not safe for network. <laughs> shower thoughts. Shower thoughts. Shower <laughs> thoughts. Okay. Um, you're gonna have to bear with me just a second. Shower thoughts. I'm trying to think of what this is. <laughs> so thoughts you have, like the deep thoughts you have while you're thinking in the shower. Okay. And these are dirty. <laughs> I was expecting. I was expecting. I'm, I'm going to be that. honest. When I was thinking about my shower thoughts, I was thinking of Kevin Spacey and American Beauty in the shower. <laughs> oh, my God. This, this is pretty like... much along, the, along that line. <laughs> All right. All right. Saying oh fuck when having sex is like saying mm eat when eating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to start saying that now. <laughs> the Viagra commercial says make sure your heart is healthy enough for sex. That's a really deep question if you think about it in a more metaphorical way. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever have my life flash before my eyes when I will have to watch myself masturbate thousands of times. <laughs> I just got married. This is the first time in my life that I've wanted to have sex with somebody with the same last name. Because <laughs> uh, it's not incest. <laughs> she has a decay with thrones. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that thought never ran through Jamie Lannister's <laughs> Everybody is actually a naked person in disguise. It's <laughs> true. That almost sounds like it would be like a romantic Don Henley song. <laughs> <laughs> if a bigger car implies a smaller penis, and larger shoes imply a larger penis, then clowns must have huge fucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs> A jizz rag could alternatively be called a wankerchief. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Porn site should enable sorting the number of people who left the website after watching the video. (laughs) (laughs) That actually sounds pretty decent. (laughs) Where are you getting this from? Uh, Uh, (laughs) Collegehumor.com. Naming a porn website browsers is really considerate because... The name could be ta- typed entirely with the left hand. <laughs> yeah, I just did that in my head. I just did imaginary like typing. 
That's right. Every time condoms work, the company lost at least one potential customer. <laughs> That's dark. <laughs> <laughs> That's dark. A buttload of dildos is only one dildo. <laughs> well, you haven't seen some of the videos I've seen. <laughs> oh, God. If you can't afford a condom, then you really can't afford not to have a condom. <laughs> it's true. That is true. There's a point when your parents stop hoping you're not having sex and start hoping you are having sex. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Get the best one. Let's all finish right. off. We've got two more here. Oh, all right. I wonder how many miles of penis I've stroked in my life up to this point. Uh, <laughs> Does each stroke count? That hits a little Up bit too close down. to home, bro. <laughs> teaching abstinence in a sex ed class is like teaching people to take the bus in a driver's ed class. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take it easy. On your laptop, put them on your phone, put them in your ears. Not safe for network. With the not safe for network, the entertainment's ringing through your brain. Collect them all or trade them with your friends. Not safe for network. Real roulette. Maybe you're a film student. I'm picturing you with a beret. We had a good life. Well, Strop, it's a bit of the gift and the curse. That's debatable. It'd be nice if they showed a little accountability. The Alien Movie Project. It's just another clear-cut case of American exceptionalism. Montucky Skies. I'm spoiling the shit out of this in three, two, one. Bigs on film. We're watching this on Netflix because I'm three beers in and lost the Blu-ray. Listen to all the archives in a row and they form a mega podcast so long that your significant other will be drawing up divorce papers. Not safe for network. 